welcome to another episode of Stacking Dubs. This is your host, Chris Chin. Warriors take care of the lowly Washington Wizards. It was an ugly one, but the Warriors find some separation at the end, not without giving us a little bit of uh, anxiety as we headed into that fourth quarter. But Warriors win 123-112, to moves us three games over 500 to 30-27 and on the season into ninth place, just decimals ahead of the Los Angeles Lakers. And we are now only two and a half games back of the Mavericks for eighth place. If you saw the Cavs and Max Struess does his best Steph Curry impression. And man, honestly, that's the hottest I've ever seen anybody with. I think he had four or five threes in the final couple minutes, including a 59-footer at the buzzer to win it for the Cavs. And good for Warriors fans that the Mavericks dropped that one. They had been hot, but now are just two and a half up on the Warriors. And the Warriors are only three and a half back of the coveted sixth seed, which would bring us into the playoffs, out of the play-in, chasing the Phoenix Suns. Well, we can point to this one and look at one stat. It is the Warriors were 21 of 46 from three-point land, 46%, which ironically is right about Steph Curry's average. I think he's a career about 43.8, 44% shooter. So effectively tonight, it was like all of the Warriors were just Steph taking 46 three-point attempts, shooting Steph Curry percentages. And, well, if Steph Curry ever took 46 three-pointers, we would probably win. Maybe not last night because Curry was the one Warrior that was actually ice cold. He went four for 16 from three, including I think he was 0 for his first eight or nine, had two air balls in the first half. I know you're playing against Jordan Poole and you guys are buds and happy to see each other, but you don't have to do a, a Jordan Poole impression, Steph. On that note, Poole also threw up an air ball on a three-pointer. Jordan Poole, we'll give him a little side shout-out, was 5 of 17 from the field with six turnovers. Are we surprised? It's nice to not have those nights anymore. Thank you, Jordan Poole, for all you did. You're a champion, but you're inefficient and you don't take care of the ball or play defense. Steph Curry misses a season-high 15 shots, but the fact that he was able to get up 16 pretty clean, pretty good looks from three-point land is, well, it's a testament to how bad the Wizards' defense is. As poor as Curry was shooting, and man, he looked like me at LA Fitness out there throwing up threes, still able to get four of them to go. And again, the Wizards' defense did not make him work nearly hard enough. But as we look at Steph, he's been a little cold lately. And by a little cold, he's been ice cold. In his last five games, he's averaging 20 points per game on 28% from three. Over just the past 10 quarters, he's a combined four of 27 from three. And by my math, that is 14.8%. By my math, I mean, I already had that stat in front of me because there's no way I can do math that quickly. In the games before that, so six games before that, this cold streak, he was 44 of 88 from three, 50%. So my point is the law of large numbers to average out. And even for Steph Curry, he'll end up right back at his normal 43, 44%. Hero of the game, well, we can look at sixth man Clay, 25 points, six threes, 
only 27 minutes, which I think is the sweet spot for him. Earlier in the season, he was pushing 31, 32, sometimes like 34 minutes per game. I think we've realized that fresh legs for Clay matter on both ends of the court. His ability to just kind of settle into the game on the bench. And he was even saying just not having the, the pressure of coming out uh, with the starters and just kind of a fast pace. And he's able to just absorb the game, get into the flow before he enters. And it seems to be the case. He's had very, another very good first quarter. And since he's become the sixth man, it's been five games. He's averaging 20 points per game on 4.23 pointers made. And that includes his three-point game against the Lakers, which he played well in other aspects, but he only had three points that game. And if you remove that game, I think that puts him somewhere closer to like 24 points per game and over five threes a game. Most importantly, the Warriors are four in one in the games since sixth man Clay became a thing. It was interesting because Andrew Wiggins was out due to personal reasons and Man, we're going to hope that it's just uh, last night that he missed. But Wiggins was out, so you wondered if Clay was going to enter that starting lineup again. But no, we like him in that six-man role. We started Moses Moody instead, who had a good game. 23 minutes, 12 points, four threes, a couple good steals. He had a crossover that sent, I forget the defender, but sent him flying to the ground, crossed him over, stepped back, nailed the three. To which I asked, why does Moses Moody not play enough or not play at all? He needs some minutes. I understand that we have 12, 13 men in the rotation. Moody needs some minutes. As good a shooter and offensive player as he is, you have to, like Clay, give him the minutes to see if he has it going that night. You never know when Moses Moody is just going to hit three or four threes in a row. And then you have to play him. It's someone being hot from three-point land is arguably the most important and biggest weapon you could possibly have in a game. It's what the Warriors do. Let Moody at least get in there for a few minutes and just see if he has a click from that night. But back to Clay. Clay, I thought, very good game. What really unlocked him is the return of Chris Paul. Chris Paul and Clay Thompson on the season, when they're on the floor together, are a plus 89. Plus 89. Steve Kerr had a good quote after the game he said what a luxury to come off the bench with Chris Paul and Clay Thompson I mean that's crazy end quote and yeah I agree sure they're a little slower than they used to be still kind of working their way into a into a rhythm more so Chris Paul but when you put them against like a second team I know it's the Wizards so everyone's pretty much a second or third team but that's when they can start to find separation. They can start to find some space. I really like that second unit with CP3 and Clay working together. Gives you just that right combination. It's a little suspect defensively, but it worked when you put TJD back there, which gives us some rim protection with that pairing. I love that Chris Paul, TJD become that pick and roll combo and a lob threat. We'll sometimes pair Gary Payton or an Andrew Wiggins can also play in that unit. So you do have some some protection on the defensive end. Offensively, Chris Paul is great at getting Clay open and getting some shots. And the numbers speak for themselves. So six-man Clay, player of the night, but not far behind. Story of the night, Chris Paul's return. Nine points, four rebounds, six assists, 
four steals. Yes, the same guy that used to lead the league in steals many a year. And just like I always say, your plus minus is really telling you much more of the story about what you're doing all the way around in a game. Chris Paul, plus 17 in 22 minutes. Another Kerr quote about Chris Paul is that we just handle things better with Chris. He always knows what's happening in the game and what's needed from him. And yeah, I agree. There are times when it's tough with Chris Paul being small and defensively he has his issues, but he was good in this one. There's no debating about his effectiveness on offense within the Warriors. Well, he is his own system, but on the Warriors as a changeup, right? The Warriors always say we miss that that changeup, that alternate style of offensive play that Chris Paul brings. He takes care of the ball. He gets people involved. He communicates and he really just gets things settled for high efficiency possessions the lineup that really saved us in the first half was chris paul clay moody sarich and tjd and i like this lineup for a lot of reasons it's got three shooters in clay moody and sarich then you have that dunker spot that pick and roll option with tjd Um, that lineup went on essentially to open that second quarter, a nine point run when the Warriors were down nine, got us right back in the game, kept the game palatable. I can't imagine if the Warriors went in to the, uh, into the halftime break down in this game against the Wizards in a game Curry didn't really have it going. Instead, we go in up to little bit of anxiety relief. And ultimately it was enough to, uh, to get us through this game. So I want to see more of that lineup. Like I was saying, you can, Add in other guys. You can add in a GP2. You can put Kaminga in that lineup. We'll see how Kaminga works. I haven't seen too much of him with Chris Paul, but obviously he can be fine in a dunker in a dunker lob role as well. Most importantly, we just it's a different look and it's finding different ways for our shooters, especially Sharich and that little pick and pop action. Just a lot of different ways to to combine these these bench players because it is a strength in numbers year. We have the weapons. We just have to figure out how to play this play them together. All that being said, Chris Paul, welcome back already after a good game. Everyone's talking about, well, does Chris Paul close? Is he in that closing lineup? To which I would say, I don't think so. But in the right situations, in the right games, maybe, especially if it's kind of an offense defense situations, uh, substituting back and forth. It's just the defense with him and Curry and they're at the same time. Unless you have an elite shot blocker protecting the rim, it's just you can't have two weak point of attack defenders on the floor together or they're just getting attacked every single time in the pick and roll. Um, so as good as Draymond Green is behind them, as nice as Kaminga offers some rim protection, it's tough to pair those two. Uh, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, and if Clay Thompson's in the game as well, then it's just we've seen what what happens and that lineup has not been great. Speaking of Jonathan Kamingo, well, he was very good tonight. 21 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, and he was 10 of 13 from the field. That's a Jonathan Kamingo game that I love to see all around. Hit that that 20-point mark is what I love to see out of Kamingo. The rebounding, very consistent. He's been right between like 5.5 to 6 rebounds over the last couple months. And the assists. That is the difference in how the Warrior season is going to go. Kaminga, four really good inside-out assists where he's patient, he's getting into the key, 
He's getting down low. He's drawing attention. And instead of forcing up a shot or turning the ball over, he's finding shooters. He found Draymond Green on his first three of the game, which if you've been watching Draymond Green is, gosh, what, 99% on his first three of the game this season. I actually do know some stats. He was, I think he's 55.5% in the first quarter of games. And he's, I think, 58% um, in the first half of games on three-pointers. And well, that's just as as wet as you're gonna be. So Kaminga found him. He found Clay on another one, five assists. And listen to just the growth here in Kaminga's playmaking. In December, I know he wasn't playing a ton of minutes, but he averaged 1.5 assists per game. In January, that grew to 2.4 assists per game. In the month of February, 3.7 assists per game. You get Kaminga giving you about three or four assists per game particularly because there are usually kickouts to shooters because it's an inside-out assist. That is huge. And to pair that with his already very high efficiency from the field, those are very high-quality looks. That's a very reliable offense. I know the offense doesn't run through Kaminga per se now, but there are times when you can run it through him. And in the future, as you look to it, I can just see him kind of playing out of that pose, finding shooters, making moves, and or getting to the free throw line. The Warriors, the offense really does hinge on three players. It, it's Steph Curry, obviously. It is Clay Thompson's shooting, finding ways to score. We can't have, you know, if Clay just doesn't have it that night, it's really tough for us to win. And then it's Jonathan Kaminga. It's Kaminga finding ways to score and playmake. And on any given night, two of those three need to be going or at least be be doing status quo. Can't have two of those guys having off nights unless you're going to depend on, you know, your Wiggins or someone else having a, a huge game. But in general, especially if, if Steph's going to be off, you're going to need Clay to pick up some of that shooting. And Jonathan Kaminga has to remain aggressive, attacking the hoop, playmaking, getting to the line. Looking ahead, well, we got the Knicks tomorrow and the Raptors on th- on Friday in a back-to-back. The Knicks have OG Anunobi and and uh, Julius Randle out. We'll see what the deal is with Wiggins. I get a little worried because he's out due to personal reasons. It's not my business. Steve Kerr said we're going to keep it private out of respect for Wiggs. But I'm sure we all remember all too well that Wiggins missed a significant amount of games last season due to personal reasons. I hope just on a human level that that those issues are resolved and that this is just a one game off. Hopefully Wiggins will be back out there. I don't know if he's with the team right now on, on the road trip. It's like last time we don't have much information. Let's hope he returns tomorrow night. I think we can beat the Knicks. Obviously we can beat the Knicks. Steph tends to play very well at Madison West square garden, bright lights. Let's bring out the Warriors high energy and, and take this first game of the back to back and then worry about the Raptors after we need to get Steph a little bit of rest. He's still a little fatigued is a little off. So let's take care of the Knicks. Then maybe we rest Steph against the Raptors and still take care of business. But it's a fine line when you need every win you can get. But you also are trying to keep your players effective at the same time. All right, guys. Well, good win. Let's get a little road trip momentum going. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. This has been Chris Chin, your host. Peace, love, and stacking dubs.